Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. What does it look like when religious freedom vanishes in a country? Let's just say that the results are not only heartbreaking, they are stomach-churning as well. Just ask the Rohingya of Burma. Lincoln's seat editor of Liberty Magazine is here to share insights into a humanitarian crisis of epic proportions that's taking place even as we speak. Lincoln, what do we need to know? Well, I think we need to know more than most people seem to have picked up on. This is not a, a recent issue, but of recent weeks, it's reached a level that I think you could only equate with the uh, genocide against the Armenians around World War I. The Rohingya are an interesting subset of the population in Myanmar, which I really, in my mind and memory, only still know as Burma. Sure. Yes. <laughs> an interesting uh, country, and Rudyard Kipling gave it a poetic permanence, I think, with, come you back to Mandalay, you yes. English sailor, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> where the sun comes up like thunder across of Rangoon Bay. You know, I've been there, and it's a beautiful country. Been through hard times. In many ways, Burma really hasn't recovered its footing since World War II. And Burma was the scene of horrible events when uh, the Japanese took it over, and, and, and as I remember, the Burma Railway and other events were the scenes of, of really, again, genocidal actions by the Japanese against uh, English, American and Australian soldiers that they took captive after the fall of Singapore in particular. Horrific. But for some years now, they've been ruled by a military dictatorship. And people despaired of, of anything good coming out of that country and staked a lot on supporting a nationalist leader, Aung San Shi, I think I'm getting her name right. Mm -hmm. Her father had, had led the fight against the Japanese, and uh, this English-educated national leader had uh, been thwarted for years by being opposed by the military, and they'd kept her under house arrest. I remember going to Rangoon or Nangoon, and seeing the house with the surrounding little lake where she was kept prisoner. She was still there when I was there. Mm -hmm. She's been uh, recognized by the Obama administration and others. The, there's been an openness to the country. And, and many people thought that the problems of the past would fade. And one particular problem they thought was to go away was this persecution of the Rohingya. Mm -hmm. Myanmar is primarily a Buddhist country. And there's a few Christians up in the north. The Christian Karens are in a long-running war against the centralized government. But that's regrettable, but not particularly bloody. It's, it's just a constantly flaring up and dying down, low-level conflict. But with the Rohingya, we have something unusual. This is a Muslim minority that have seeped across from the border with Bangladesh. And they're unwelcome in Myanmar. There are many cultural and, and political reasons why they don't fit well, but the marker that is unavoidable is that they are Muslim, while the general community is Buddhist. And usually Buddhists are not as violent as some other religions when stirred, but in this case, they've become bloody in their opposition to the unwanted Rohingya minority. And there's quite a few Rohingya, you know, a million or two of them, 
at the moment they think maybe 1.1 million, but it's a fluid population. Even though many of the Rohingya have lived for a generation or two uh, in uh, Myanmar. Now, I don't know if any of our listeners have been watching recent media reports, but there's actual video footage available of the Myanmar military operating against Rohingya villages, and as many as 20 some villages have been totally uh, wiped off the face of the map. Mm-hmm. There's a process of what amounts to extermination. All the buildings burned and, and old people and children, particularly, it seems, killed gratuitously as the military sweeps through. And then there are scenes, and I was just reading some of them today again, scenes of the surviving villagers fleeing for their lives and, and swimming across broad, fast-moving rivers, and, and many of them drowning in their panic. And they are streaming back across the border to uh, Bangladesh, but they can hardly get away quick enough. Mm. They're being in hot pursuit by the military who are killing them as they go. That has to hurt the heart of any Christian, especially one interested in religious liberty. Am I right? Absolutely. You know, it's regrettable that in many parts of the world, radical versions of Islam are perpetrating violent abuses against others, and particularly Christians. But here's a case where Muslims are being uh, butchered gratuitously. And, you know, we should defend them in this situation as we would anyone, because no human being has a right to treat others this way, so violently and and, and murderously, and particularly when there's a religious marker. Hmm. You make an interesting point here, and I'd like some clarification. You're saying that Christians need to apply civil liberties to the lives of the people in Myanmar. Am I on the right track saying that? Of course. They have the rights that all human beings should have. Okay, all right. Uh, A a religious marker shouldn't cut you out of civil rights. That's Hmm. been done. Yes. (laughs) I'll really throw a uh, curve as a response to that. Like in Pakistan, a very troubled country, but they have religious differences there within Islam. And the uh, Ahmadiyya Muslims are held in bad repute there. And they are removed from even citizenship. They're not counted as citizens. They're not allowed to give the Muslim greeting. You know, the the people typically do is just a matter of course. If they do that, say that greeting, seven years uh, prison awaits them. They're victimized and uh, often gratuitously killed in violent encounters just because of their religious identity. They should have civil rights in particular as citizens of that country, but they're taken away because of their religious heresy, it's thought. And those civil rights include non-discriminatory rights, right? Of course. I mean, the United Nations and its Universal Charter of Rights spelled it out well. The people have a right to believe what they want, to change their religion, not to be coerced into changing, and allowed to uh, express their religion. And, of course, it's tied up to just the rights for self-determination that that, uh, political life would grant someone within a country. But on this Rohingya situation, we've had articles on it in Liberty magazine. It doesn't seem to go away. And the wild card on this that I was building to earlier is that Aung San Kyi, this much-lauded woman who effectively is the prime minister, there's a complicated situation where she's married to uh, an Englishman and... and, and (laughs) She can't be called the Prime Minister. But she, for odd reasons, nationalist reasons, I think, refuses to even acknowledge that this is taking place, even as the graphic video images flood around the world. Mm. We need to hold nations as well as peoples, but nations and political entities responsible 
for blatant cruelty and, and exclusion of different religious groups such as this. Okay, Lincoln, now that you've identified the problem with the Rohingya and what's going on there in Myanmar, better known to us from the old school as Burma, uh, yes. what should we do? What can we as a nation uh, of America, and some people arguably would say this is a Christian nation, what should we do? Should we step in? Should we say something? What should we do as a church? What should we do individually? What can we do? Well, I mean, obviously, this is far away. There's not a lot directly we can do, but we can certainly raise our voices. We can certainly uh, encourage our country to uh, deal with this in international fora. And in particular, since we've had such a close affinity with this new woman leader, uh, Myanmar, and we've opened our doors to the country, you know, we drop different trade embargoes and so on, Mm -hmm. Uh, those sort of pressures should be used again, because at the moment, this violent persecution is continuing unabated. It's not like it just happened recently and it's gone. It's accelerating. This is clearly a genocidal bloodbath, and and it's genocidal because these are an ethnic group from another country, so they're targeting the entire ethnic group. And it's also religious. And I myself think that the real uh, impetus here is religion. That marks them as the total other, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. To, to be honest, they don't look much different right, from the right. people in the region. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very subtle differences, if any, but they are technically Bangladeshis, and they are all Muslims. And the, one of the worst things that's being said on the international press, which can't be true, is that the violence is not caused by the army. It's caused by elements within the Rohingya who are killing their own people hmm. to, to make the, uh, the army look bad. I mean, that's just sort of a Byzantine my, argument. My, <laughs> my, my. All right, well, I understand what you're saying here, Lincoln, and I'm glad that you have that kind of sensitivity that we need to remember these people and we can do what we can as a nation. But also as a people, we also need to realize something a lot of people forget. We, we think that if we don't do it, no one will. If we, if we don't come to their rescue, they're a lost cause. God is there too. God is there working for these people because he loves them just as much as he loves us. Would I be wrong in saying that? Well, that's true. What they need to fully appreciate God's love is a demonstration of God's go. people that they have concern for them. There we go. Uh, we might not be able to go over there and row across the river and, and physically take mm-hmm. them out of harm's way, but, but in, in many and various ways, our solidarity with their human plight that's inspired by our understanding of the Creator God must be of some help for them. Wow, that is the perfect answer. That is the perfect solution to this. We need to demonstrate with our lives, with our words, with our actions, with our interactions with other people, not just our Muslim brothers and sisters, but our atheists and our Christians and our, and our agnostics. We need to demonstrate to the world, including Burma, 
that it is possible for factions to live together and to love each other and to accept each other and to benefit from each other by doing these things. Beautiful lesson, Lincoln. Thank you. Good summation, too. Listener, we have a website we want you to visit, libertymagazine.org. You can listen to these programs. You can share them with other people. You can read the articles that are in Liberty Magazine, also Lincoln's blogs. They're all right there. If you are interested in religious liberty, then libertymagazine.org should be your homepage. Lots of things there. Also, you can subscribe to the magazine, and we'd love to have you do that too, as well as subscribe for someone in your community so that paper can be sent to them on a regular basis so they can be kept up to speed on what's happening around the world when it comes to religious freedom. Lincoln, it's always just a pleasure to talk with you, and I find it very encouraging. Thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Lincoln Steed, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.